Welcome back to episode 67 of the ATM at the Minute podcast brought to you by FanFuel Sports. I'm your host, Jackson Stover, here today with Peter Mitchell, and we have got some good stuff on the docket for you. Patrick Mahomes breaks the bank. The Redskins need a name change. We've got a little AFC West preview, and then to bring it home, we've got an NBA update. Peter, my guy, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How was the glizzy glick off? Uh, it was a heck of a 4th of July. I did not <laughs> contribute in the Glizzy Gladiator contest, but it was fun to watch. Nice, nice. Well, I don't know if you realize this, July 13th will be a full year of podcasting for us. No way. Yeah. Really? Milestone. The 13th. Wow, that's a huge milestone. We should do like a one-year episode on the 13th or something. A little something special. Definitely, definitely. 68 episodes in a year, that's going to be pretty good. That's solid. That's solid. I have no complaints and a lot of progress. Much I, higher I think quality. so. I hope. Yeah, I'm no longer recording on uh, Apple headphones and my Anchor app <laughs> on my phone walking around my apartment in San Diego. So major upgrades. I cannot wait to see what the next year has in store. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. So first order of business here. We find out yesterday Patrick Mahomes' deal is getting done. There are rumors flying everywhere. A lot of people think it's going to be based on a percentage of the salary cap. Then all of a sudden, boom, we get a little shefty bomb. It is not only, well, it's not part of the salary cap percentage at all, but it is going to be 400 plus mil. And a lot of people were thinking, like, could it be over 200? Could it be over 300? Then we find out it is going to be up to 500 mil if he hits all the bonuses and incentives. As a Chiefs fan or a pseudo Chiefs fan, like an in the area Chiefs fan, <laughs> how excited are you? How excited is you know all the other Chiefs fans? Is, is the vibe just like crazy Super Bowl round two, like everyone just celebrating? Oh, yeah. I mean, I moved up into this area at the perfect time. Freshman year, yeah. Royals World Series. Um, KU goes to the Final Four after beating Duke, the Marvin Bagley team. Uh, we had the Super Bowl last year, my fifth year of school. All this other stuff in between. They drafted Mahomes. This deal comes out yesterday that it's a 10-year extension. You're right. Everybody thought it was going to be $200 million, $40 million a year over five years or whatever. Right. 10 years. I'm like, what is this? I've never seen anything like this. And I hopped on Instagram about an hour after the deal is signed. Every single story on my feed is a repost of this contract. So yes, yeah. everyone is stoked. This is insane. He just bought a house, uh, a new house a couple weeks ago. It's massive. He's probably going to update you can that. can buy a hundred more now. Yeah. Yeah. So he is here to stay. He brought a Whataburger to Kansas City too. I don't know if you I saw that. that. Yeah. I was, there wasn't one there before, I guess. No. No Whataburgers moving up from Texas through Oklahoma all the way to Kansas now. So this guy People does not scam. miss. This guy does Heck not yeah. miss. This is huge. Everyone is so excited. Well, good for Kansas City. Uh, lost a lot prior to the Royals World Series in Mahomes era. So, hey, <laughs> the Chiefs fans deserve it because they've been through a lot. True. One question that I have got for you, and I know you've got a little bit more of the X's and O's salary cap breakdown on his contract here, but just taking a glance over it, 
I noticed that after 2027, that year he's got 60 mil. After that, the money kind of trickles down a little bit and it goes down to 44 the next year, 45 the year after, 50 the year after that, and 52 the year after. So my initial thought when I saw the money breakdown here is they're obviously going to restructure after 2027 if he's still playing and Patrick Mahomes. Is that kind of what you took away when you saw the numbers and everything? That the money's like declining? Right, that after the money hits its peak in 2027, that's just going to naturally be restructure year if the salary cap has gone up and he's still playing well. I don't see him making it through the full 10 years of this salary on these terms. On the same, yeah. Right, I think by 2029 or 2028, at least they're going to be restructuring for more money if he is still playing and still Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't even go as far as saying restructuring for more money. I could possibly see less. I'm not a full salary. I'm not a full salary capologist, but if Mahomes doesn't win another Super Bowl between now and 2027, the year he you've got it, fifty nine point nine five million in cash. I think he could say, "Wow, my bank account is full enough. I want to start collecting more rings." So Tom Brady it. Yeah, he totally could Brady it. I don't see why not, but that's fair. Cause that was my next question. I had two prepared for you. And my second question was, does this concern you? And do you think over the next few years, as the cap starts to get up, you know, 30 plus mil, 40 plus mil, is it going to make it just impossible for the chiefs to win? Because you're taking just such a high percentage of the team's salary cap going to one player. I mean, it doesn't take, rocket science to figure out the rest of the team is not going to be as good around him once he starts getting this much money i mean that's the major concern for everyone the track record of high-paid quarterbacks is not good we've seen kirk cousins matt stafford carson wentz uh, aaron Rodgers' latest deal none of these guys have panned out and won a super bowl i mean you could throw golf in there too and you could argue that some of these guys were just a play away here and there but yeah but they're also not Patrick Mahomes that's the other thing yes they're not the bona fide best player in the league according to probably 80 percent of NFL analysts anyone with working eyes and a working brain yeah Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league yeah so I think they'll be able to stay competitive Um, I look at what San Francisco did this last year they traded Buckner to Indianapolis because they didn't want to pay him and they draft Cap preservation. Yeah. And they bring in Kinlaw in the first round to replace him. So I think it's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. Flipping uh, for draft picks as guys get toward the big years in their contract and are at their peak. Yeah. I definitely think that's yeah. the case. And it's a little bit different circumstances, but kind of like the Rams are doing, you know, offload all the guys that they were paying too much money and really just start to get their values that was worth poor and management there. That was very poor management, <laughs> but I think Kansas city could manage it a little bit better, not sign guys to quite as bad of deals and flip them a little bit sooner when their values higher and their cap hit isn't as much. Yeah. I will say I'm less confident that they'll get a Chris Jones deal done. I saw some Seattle Seahawks trade rumors with him pop up. Um, it's just, they could well, use him, especially yeah. if they lose Clowney. You're going to need a big body that can make plays on the line. We'll see what they can do. I don't know. Maybe he could sign the franchise tag this year, but I don't see any way they give him a long-term deal. Um, I mean, Mahomes' deal doesn't really kick in until uh, three years it's like from two now. two or three years. Yeah. So maybe... You've got some time. 
Yeah, maybe Chris signs a two-year deal. I don't think that's likely. Yeah, this is football, guys. He's going to go get his big bag. Yeah, he's going to take the four-year, five-year deal. Yeah, so that's my main takeaway. But let's talk about the actual contract a little bit. Yeah, please hit me with some details here because I haven't gone too deep into it yet. Yeah, so $477 million in guarantee mechanisms. Uh, no idea what that is. From what I read, it pretty much seemed like just as long as he's on the team and he makes the roster, he's guaranteed. Yeah, if he's on the roster on the third day of the league year, um, the guarantees will vest. And I think all of those vesting periods are like two years ahead. So anyways, that's a lot of money. The Chiefs aren't going to cut him or anything. So he's going to get that. Don't speak too soon. (laughs) Yeah, I hope not. But up to... 503 million in incentives every AFC championship and every Super Bowl championship he wins he gets 1.25 million per win oh wow so, I didn't know that yeah I'm sure and that's going be. up to a little over 500 that's, or is that no, on no, no, top no. of that's it to the top of the 503 okay so I'm sure he will be collecting a few of those bonuses hopefully yeah I would think so at least one or two <laughs> but wow. yeah I mean everyone's saying if you want huge contracts, go play basketball. Well, either play basketball or make your son be a quarterback. Just don't be a running back. That's yes. Be a kicker before you want to be a running back. Yeah. Do you have anything else on the impact of this? No, really. Just big picture. I think it's going to be intriguing to see how it works out because I'm getting there next, but I've got a lot of massive contracts that came to mind, some intriguing ones that seem to be in this same light. And I mean, I don't want to spoil the next little bit we're going to hit here, but every single contract that I brought to the table here, none of them turned out well. And all of them were outrageously huge like this. So I am just really curious to see if Mahomes can battle the trend and be a good contract that is this long and massive because it just never seems to work out ever. Yeah. No, I mean, we've said he's talented enough. It just made me think back to how inept the Bears were in drafting Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Yeah, poor Big Cat. I saw Mitch Trubisky trending last night, and he was just, he was making the most of it. But poor Bears fans. Good thing they got Nick Foles, a guy who can actually win a Super Bowl now. (laughs) Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's not that they didn't take Mahomes, because to be honest, I don't think anyone was that high on Mahomes. They weren't really looking yeah it it was a gunslinging potential pick pretty much yeah i think watson was higher on most people's boards but how they took mitch trubisky a guy who started one year at north carolina didn't do anything substantial over deshaun watson who had won a heisman been to two natties and won a national championship that is totally beyond me and i think that's the biggest takeaway from this contract Yeah, I am definitely with you on that. But that being said, some other outrageous contracts. Um, Did you bring any to the table here? Are there any that came to mind that you thought were kind of in the same light? Mm -hmm. No? All right, so I'm going to hit you with a few, and these are all just head-scratching. I mean, at the time when they were done, it might not have seemed as ridiculous, but the first one here, I still can't believe this ever even happened. Steve Young out of college when he signed with the USFL, 43 years, 40 million. That man would have been under contract playing quarterback 
into his 60s. Not to mention the USFL folded quickly and it was just a huge disaster. But holy cow, if it would have worked out, can you imagine Steve Young would still be their quarterback right now? He would still be getting paid. That's that is That's the Bobby Bonilla of football. Yes, that definitely is. And he's another one I brought to the table. We all know what happened there. Uh, another deal. Ever. Yeah, greatest agent ever by far. Another one, Magic. He got a 25-year extension for 25 mil. I know we've talked about this before, but I had to mention it here. And it still just blows my mind because if Magic would have fulfilled the whole contract, and I'm sure it would have been a Steve Young type deal of like, yeah, he was still getting paid, but he wasn't playing anymore. Magic would have been playing with Kobe for a few years. That's absolutely insane to think. Like Magic still would have been on that team in the early 2000s playing with Kobe. I think that's just like deferred payments. Like they don't want to pay him all up front. So they say, hey, stay here forever. It's like a no trade. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like we're going to throw you all this money that you're obviously not going to still be earning 25 years down the line, but we're just going to give you that to keep you here. Okay. That's an interesting way to look. What other team is going to want to take that on? That is fair. That is very fair. Okay, that makes sense. But you still got it on the books, you know? Like, I get it, but it's still his poor management. I don't know. Eh, I guess, you know, cap goes up over 25 years. It's not going to be a big deal. But that one was another one that was incredibly head-scratching for me. And then this is the worst one of them all, Jason Hayward. Do you remember the deal he got with the Cubs? Hey, chill out. I I love the Cubs. I like Jason Hayward a ton at the time. Seven years, one hundred eighty-five million. Yeah, I think the guy they got like two million worth out of him. Like he was a non-factor the entire time he was there. Yeah, his first year was abysmal, but they won a chip with him. So hey, I guess it's worth it. Then I guess it's worth it. But the Jason Hayward one was bad, and then the last one I've got that I'm sure He's everyone remembers this. Yeah, he's still playing. Is he actually playing, or is he like in the minors? No, he's he's around. He's around. Has he actually gotten any like meaningful at bats over the last year or two? Yes. I don't think I've heard his name in forever. 147 games last year. Okay, I'll eat my words there. I didn't even think he was hardly playing anymore. What, they got him in right field? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just not watching enough baseball. But I mean he, regardless... he didn't live up to what it was supposed to be. Yeah. He right. had two, he had two thirty his first season on that deal. Ooh. So Ooh. yeah. Bad. Okay. Very bad. Another one that was bad. Uh, steroids made this one a lot worse, but Alex Rodriguez, 10 year, 275 mil. That's just another one that oof. I remember seeing that one on the bottom line and thinking that's the biggest contract I will ever see an athlete get in my entire life. Yep. Little did we know. <laughs> Little did we know. But yeah, I just wanted to mention all of those because the Mahomes deal to me falls in that category except I think he's actually got a good chance to be worth the money and be successful. So we'll see how it shakes out. It's going to be really fun to watch over the next decade. Yes, absolutely. Okay, in other news, it is finally time for the Washington Redskins to change their name. Dan Snyder is not happy. All of the the minority owners do what? He's on the hot seat. I mean, he can't be, though. He's the owner. But I, I don't unless we get like a donald stern-esque situation where 
NFL comes in and gives them the boot, but the minority owners want out. Nobody wants the minority spots, which is a very bizarre deal because usually that's a stepping stone to becoming an actual owner. You know, you become a minority owner with the team, then in three, four, five, six years, another team opens up, you go take it, you've got the experience, boom, easy, done deal. No one wants it though. Nobody wants to be an owner of the Redskins, even if the name is going to get changed. And I think that just goes to show how awful Dan Snyder really is. I've never really heard anything good about it, to be honest. I've never heard a single good thing. He's just like a poor man's Jerry Jones, except obviously he's not poor. He has a ton of money, but just like a wannabe Jerry Jones that's even worse. And you know I can't stand Jerry Jones. So yeah, Dan Snyder and the Redskins are abysmal, but we figured what better time than to come up with some new names for the Redskins. And I've got a list here. Uh, first one is serious names. Second one is not serious names. And then my third list here is semi-serious, but not really, but could actually work. So did you bring some to the table also here? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Yeah, I'm sure I've got a lot more names built up here. So you go ahead and start us off with what you've got. Okay, I in the meantime, I was just googling snyder and this article popped up about would bezos buy the redskins that is that would be cool because he owns the washington post i could see it if he was forced to sell would he that's interesting but yes okay i got a few serious names i actually kind of like a couple of them so i want to hear fire them at me and i'll rate them one to ten you do the same for me okay the washington diplomats I give that an eight. I, I think it sounds kind of good. What would the logo be? We can figure all that out later. We just need the ring. Okay. The okay. Washington Union. The Union Army Seven defeated the Confederates. Kind of stands for something good there. I like it. I like it. We'll give you an eight, just off moral principles. The Washington Wings, like the West Wing, the Wings of the White House. I like that. I got one similar the to Congress that. Congress building. I think logo would be tough there, but I'll give you an eight. You could do like the Congress building with some eagle wings on it. (laughs) It's not very intimidating. No, it's not. And then this one is, we're not quite into my not so serious, but the filibusters. And you could just Ah. call them the busters for short. You know what? I like that. I like that. Well, we're going to give that an eight and a half because I like the busters. These are, that sounds all right. These are good ratings. Let's hear your serious ones. I can only come up with two serious ones, and I really tried. I mean, part of it's hard to get stuff that sounds good with Washington. I think that's part yeah. of it. Not very many cool words start with W either. So first one I had, and I actually saw this on Twitter. I should give credit where credit is due, but the Washington Red Tails. And mm-hmm. it's a similar name, kind of same ideology you had here. It'd be replacing something that's kind of derogatory seen as a not so glorious name and replace it with something that actually has some meaning. And obviously the red tails refers to the Tuskegee airmen and it still sounds the same red tails, Redskins. It's not like you're overhauling everything and it's a massive difference, but it'd be, I just think it feels be like, all a, a good like a very solid, like safe one. Yeah. I think that could actually happen. Like I think legitimately that one will be on the table and we could see that. Uh, the next one I've got here, and I don't really love this one, the DC Gladiators. I don't even really <laughs> think it's cool. That was just one that I came up with, and I was like, ah, it could work. It's not funny, so we'll put it in the serious bin, but it could work. Yeah, it could work. 
<laughs> Gladiator sounds intimidating, but um, yeah, that was really all I had for the serious ones. I kind of swung and missed there. Red Tails was really my only good option. Okay, well, what are your non-serious ones? <laughs> the non-serious ones here. Rate these. These are much more fun. Okay. First one, the DC Drug Lords, and you put El Chapo <laughs> as your logo. Okay. Moving the dope on Sundays. All right. The Washington Whiskey Drinkers. Okay. That one. That one's just ah, kind of sounds cool. It's the long. DC Dingleberries. Okay. The Whiskey Drinkers. They could be the Whisks, kind of like how the Knicks whisks. are the Knickerbockers. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah, the Whisks. Okay. You've got like a flask as the logo or something, oh, or a nice little bottle go. of whiskey. Yeah. All right. Not sure how PC that would be, but I like that. Uh, the Washington Watermelons. That one has no <laughs> chance, but it just sounds cool. The watermelons yeah. are driving. <laughs> I could totally get behind that. Uh, the DC diesel engines. <laughs> okay. boom, boom, boot up the diesel engines. We're going to run somebody over this Sunday. <laughs> that's that's the best one I've heard. All right. The last one here. Save the best for last. The Washington washing machines. Oh, there Think it is. That. Just a big old washing machine on the logo. <laughs> We're going to run some cycles on y'all this oh, Sunday. Oh, y'all about to get hit rinsed. Him, hit them with the perm press or whatever it is. Hit them with the delicate wash. Yes. Yes. There All right. Go. What have you got for not serious here? Um, I had the river monsters because the Potomac the is flowing through there. That could be kind of cool. Okay. Scary. Okay. And then this one is really dumb, but the bald eagles. You got the eagles in the division. You got the <laughs> you got the bald eagles in Washington. All right, I like that. Just give the eagles some clout there, Peter. I love it. No, love I'm taking it. away from the eagles. Oh, see, I kind of took it as the exact opposite. Like you're making the eagles the superior team because at least they're not bald. Even though bald eagles are cool and American, you know there whatever are, okay yeah I, I, anyway Next. on to my last chunk here and i think i've actually got something tell me if i'm wrong but these are the semi-serious kind of dumb but could actually work okay. and so the first one here saving the best for last first one is the dc durangos a paid partnership with dodge dan snyder says screw oh. it i'll change my name but similar how you know companies can have the name of a field like FedEx field per se, he's going to say, yeah. screw it. I'm going to change the game and wreak some havoc. If you're going to make me change my name and I'm going to open it up and find a company to partner with and let them bid 500 million on being the team's logo and DC diesel wow. engines. That sounds cool. If you really wanted to get nostalgic, get some kids, you know, get them really riled up about Washington, the Washington Webkins, you bring Webkins back. Now oh. that could cause some waves. They could be and the webcams the, brought to you by OnlyFans. That one would be awesome. Now <laughs> that one might get the NFL in a little hot water, but I like that. And then the last one here, this was a joke. And the more I thought about it, I actually think it would be brilliant. The Washington DC Doritos, a paid partnership with Doritos. Think about how many jerseys that would sell. And it sounds completely idiotic and impossible but i guarantee you if the doritos were a name of a team they would have a hell of a lot of fans and they would be moving merch like crazy imagine telling someone you want to go to the washington doritos game this weekend heck yeah i do who, who doesn't want to watch the dc doritos even if they suck <laughs> there'd be a lot of cheeto fingers in that <laughs> stadium <laughs> Yeah, you would have to get an extra cleanup crew, but I think the sponsorship money would cover it. 
Doritos yeah. would be down. They always have the fire Super Bowl commercials. I mean, just imagine. It seems like a match made in heaven. The DC Doritos, man, if that happens, you heard it here first. Got a chip on their shoulder. Oh, don't even get me started. You could do so many cool things with that. <laughs> All right, oh, enough my. nonsense. Up next, we will be back with our AFC West preview. All right, before we get into our AFC West preview, I want to remind you guys about a company our friend started. That is Elevated Gains. Elevated Gains is producing CBD protein bars. They are made to help you recover after a hike, a tough workout at the gym. I had one after my workout yesterday. Felt great, felt rejuvenated, filled me up, got me the protein I needed. In each bar, there is 21 grams of protein, 25 milligrams of CBD, and just up to three grams of sugar none more added in there they are healthy for you they are good and if you buy one of their first 100 orders they are launching on july 15th so be on the lookout if you buy one of their first 100 orders you will get an elevated gains t-shirt thrown in i've got one they're very comfortable be one of the first supporters of this company you have the opportunity to do so if you buy one of their first 100 orders their two flavors are chocolate peanut butter and cinegram get out there on elevatedgains.com check them out follow them at elevated gains on instagram and twitter this is great stuff go check them out elevatedgains.com all right and now we are back we have got some afc west for you we figured after the mahomes extension there is no better time and obviously at the top of this division We've got the Chiefs here. They're slated for 11 and a half wins. I can't imagine either of us are picking any team over the Chiefs here, correct? What? Why don't you like, why do you just assume? All right. uh, You actually had me concerned for a second, but yeah, the Chiefs are going to win at least 12 games. I mean, come on. Like everyone knows (laughs) that unless Mahomes gets hurt, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Let's do our blind rankings then. Okay, so inevitably Chiefs are one. What have you got, two, three, and four? Okay, I have Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Interesting. Okay, I thought you were maybe going to do something cheeky and put the Raiders up there, but mine's pretty similar. Um, I've just got one flip-flopped here. I've got Broncos, then Chargers, then Raiders. Perfect. Okay, so... Let's look at the win totals. Chiefs won 12 games last year. Mahomes missed a couple. 11 yeah, and, and a half wins this year. What are you they doing? They should have won 14. I'm hammering the over. I mean, last year, they did not have a very good regular season. They dropped some games they shouldn't have. Specifically, that Titans game, it still hurts my soul to this day. That one was just cataclysmic and hurt my pockets really bad. I don't think I'll ever get over that one. They should have won 13 or 14 last year, and they were really careful with Mahomes when he came back. You had Matt Moore out there a couple weeks. I mean, this team is going to win 12 to 14 games. That is a guarantee. Okay. I was Are a- you not in agreement here? I was initially going to stay away just because it's the same team they're running it back how could they be any worse they're running it back continuity is great whatever i'll just take the over might as well i was gonna say i'd rather bet them against the spread throughout the year 
because I know there's going to be a few that they just destroy in there. See, I think the spread, some games are going to be ridiculously high, especially if they oh, start Oh, they hot. will be. They will be. But the reason I was thinking possibly stay away, Super Bowl hangover is possible. Okay. And then listen to these five absolutely electric games that they have on their schedule. These are going to be phenomenal. Week three at Baltimore on Monday Night Football. That'll be a good one. Week four, home to New England and Cam Newton. Easy dub. Week six, at Buffalo on Thursday Night Football. My first TNF outside of college. I can actually chill out and watch the game. Can't wait for that one. Week 11, at Tampa. Tom Brady. Yeah. Week 13, at New Orleans. Why is this Who made the schedule? Okay, well, hang on. I'm going to pause right here. Because I don't know who made these schedules, but you want to hear why I don't like the Raiders really quick? Because in the first seven <sighs> games, they played the Saints, the Patriots, the Chiefs, Tampa Bay, and the Buccaneers, and the Browns. Like that, That's almost identical. Well, Those are all the, the same, same tough division. games. Yeah, they're in that's the same how that division. Works. Of, okay, of course the Raiders are going to play the Chiefs, but it's bizarre to me that they're also playing the Patriots, the Buccaneers, and the same. Well, they rotate and you play certain divisions. So clearly they're playing the AFC East and the NFC South this year. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, there's a little trend. Learn something it. new every day. Okay. Yeah. They're definitely going to lose one, maybe two of those. I just don't see them winning every single one of those games. I don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands, but that Buffalo game will be tough, I'm sure. Especially week six, it's going to be a little colder. Um, at Baltimore, come on. That's not a shoe-in dub. No, it's not a shoe-in, but I mean, I still would take the Chiefs in every single one of those games. If you're just I, giving me I, a pick okay. Yeah, sure. I think they win more than they lose. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I was just going to say, stay away. You talked to me into the over, whatever. They're, right, bringing, right. they're bringing 20 Super Bowl starters back, only losing Kendall Fuller, Steven Wisniewski, um, I love the Edwards Hilaire pick, the Willie Gay Thornhill, pick. Thornhill's going to be healthy, missing him in the playoffs. I, I yeah. just think this Chiefs team is going to be damn good again. I don't see any Super Bowl hangover happening. I mean, they're super confident. There's that. And it seems like they're ready to rock. Like they would go out and play tomorrow if they could. Yeah. And one thing, I don't want to read too much into this last thing on the Chiefs here, but with COVID and everything else, continuity is going to be big this year. Yeah, You know, when you're not trying to learn a new offense or implement new guys into schemes that they haven't played under before or new coaches in there that are trying to get a new playbook divvied up and stuff like that, it's tough. You know, like over Zoom, that cannot be easy to do. And when you've got the same team and the same players coming back and the same coaches, there's only so much you have to change. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel good about the Chiefs, without a doubt. I do too. Uh, tell me, tell me why you like the Chargers over the Broncos and Raiders here, because I'm skeptical on the Chargers. Okay, I got a few reasons. Seven and a half wins might seem a little steep. They only won five last year. Yeah, the roster is just very talented. First and foremost, when you take which a- side of the ball are you talking about? I think both sides of the ball are very talented. Derwin wow. James was injured pretty much all season. Hunter Henry as well. Those are two of their best players. They got they got Hunter Henry the last eight to ten games or so. Yes, a large portion of the season without two of their okay. best players. 
Um, on defense, they bring in Linval Joseph from Minnesota and Chris Harris Jr. as a bookend corner with Casey yeah. Hayward. I really I like, like that, especially in the division. They traded Russell Okung for Trey Turner. Five straight Pro Bowls for him at guard. That's a huge add on their offensive line, which has been an issue. Also signed Brian Bulaga. Yeah. And then you look at their skill players. I mean, Eckler is one of the most fun players in the league to watch, in my opinion. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen still there. Like I said, Henry. I like what they've you, done. You like those weapons that much? Like AJ Hill from Ohio State comes in as well. You think Eckler, Allen, Henry, you really Mike Williams, you think those guys are like even a top fifteen or twenty offense in the league? As far as skill guys go, I think a lot of teams would take each one of those guys. I mean wow. Eckler can also be a third wide receiver. He lines up. Eckler's a wide. great pass catcher, but yeah. I don't really fear him between the tackles or see him as a guy who's going to average over four yards a carry being every down back. I, I just Dude, not, I'm not big on Eckler here. Last year. I watched Phillip Rivers insane. dump the ball off to him every single play. Yes, and that's my main point. Addition by subtraction by losing Phil Rivers, the Chargers were, they lost nine one score games last season. Nine. Yeah. How many of those were because Phil Rivers? turn the ball over way a too lot. many times or late a in lot. the game. It was like a but career high and it picks for him. Tyrod Taylor. Let me tell you this. Yeah. A lot of that also comes down to coaching. And one issue I see here is Anthony Lynn. He hadn't won anything. I mean, he has not been very good. If I'm being honest, they were in the playoffs a couple years ago, beat Lamar. Oh, that's true. They got one first round win. Yeah. But since then, they've just regressed and regressed and regressed. And I've seen nothing from Anthony Lynn that has made me think this team is ready to go turn it around or win eight or nine games or surprise some people and get that the was, wild card. That was only two seasons ago. They had one bad year. It was Phil Rivers' worst season ever. Tyrod has never won less than seven games. In the seasons that he's played, uh, in the seasons where yeah, Tyrod but he lost start, his job Tyrod, to Baker. They took Baker with the number one pick. What do you mean they're going to play? Well, him. Look what Baker did last year. He was abysmal. I just, I don't love Taylor. I don't love Herbert. Like I really think Taylor will lose his job at some point during the season. I do too. I don't love Anthony Lynn. I mean, sure. I guess I kind of misspoke. He got a win in the playoffs a couple years ago, but the guy has never done anything to make me think. He's a top tier coach or he's a guy that's going to be staying in L.A. with the Chargers forever. I mean, I see him on his way out of town after another losing season or two, and I just don't love their weapons on offense. I mean, you are damn right. What they did on defense, uh, Limbell Joseph and uh, Chris Harris, those additions are huge. Kenneth Murray was nice also. And yes, in theory, with the healthy defense, they should be a lot better. But the second half of the year, the defense was a lot more healthy and the numbers were still abysmal. I mean, they had some games where they let teams put up 35, 40 points on them. And sure, some of that does come down to Phil. But at the same time, I mean, Phil's been there a long time. And as much as he did kind of screw the pooch at the end of games, he also kept them in some. I guess. You fact checking me on their second half of the season? I had some bad games, man. I had some bad games. Read some of those box scores out. 39 points in week 15. 31. To what team? The Vikes. That's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. And I get a little bit of that. It's the end of the year. They've kind of thrown the towel in. 
So I went back and forth on the Chargers because at first I was like, defense is good. Seven and a half is not that many. I think they can go 500. Then the more I looked at it, I was like, it is over. It is, but I don't think they're going to go 500. Okay. I'm not going to take the under here. I'm going to stay away. I mean, if I had to pick one, I would take the under, but Keenan Allen's solid. He's had health issues, though. He's getting close to being 30. He's nearing the end of his prime. He's really the only wide receiver that I'm scared of if I'm an opposing defense. Mike Williams has flashes. He's okay, but he can't stay healthy either, and he's never been consistent. Hunter Henry, yeah, he's a decent sure-handed tight end. He's no one that keeps me up at night, though. And like I was saying, I'm not big on Eckler. I think Eckler's numbers are going to regress massively this year. Wow, I think they could go up. I don't think there's any way they do. I think losing Melvin Melvin Gordon hurts. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll see. I'm glad we disagree. What do you have on the Broncos? The Broncos, I wanted to stay away on them, but the more and more I looked at it, I'm going to take the over. And my reasoning behind that is because I think worst case scenario, they go 8-8 and and you push. That defense has been so damn good. I mean, everyone knows how good that defense is the last five years. The last couple years, they've just come back down to earth because they have had literally no offense, and the defense has had to be on the field so freaking often that you're not going to be able to put up impressive numbers. I mean, there's no Uh metrics or anything you can look at with the Broncos' defense last year that really makes you say, like, oh my gosh, they're an elite top five, top ten defense. But just knowing the personnel, knowing the roster, and watching them play, The Broncos defense is top 10, and if you give them an offense that can just sustain, I mean, they can drive some, they can put some points up, they don't have to go crazy, but just not go three and out or turn the ball over on your second play of the drive, I think that's going to be huge for the defense, and Drew Locke was four and one, his one loss was to a peaking Kansas City Chiefs team at the end of the year. Oh, he played terrible. Yeah, but you can't expect anything from him that game, in all honesty. I mean, that one I kind of throw out. And you look at the other four games, he was really good. He averaged over 200 yards a game. Completion percentage was 64%. Seven TDs, only three picks. I mean, the ratio's over two to one. So I like Locke. I don't love him. Do I think he's going to be MVP like Cowherd's hot take? No. (laughs) But I think he's going to be good enough that they can win some games, man. And you got Jerry Judy in there now. You still got Noah Fant. You've got Cortland Sutton. You got a lot of other young receivers who can step in and get it done. And I just think that Broncos offense is going to be fun to watch. You've got Melvin Gordon and Lindsey too. I mean, th- that offense will be night and day compared to what it was at the start of last season with Flacco. So the defense is going to be good. We know that. I think the offense can only get so much better here. There's no way they can get any worse. So I really do think the Broncos are going to win eight or nine games this year. So I'll take the over. I'm not all in on it, but I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm joining you. I am taking the over all as right. well. This is the time for Drew Locke to prove that he is not a meme after that Jeezy <laughs> sideline scenario. That was cool, though. I like that. I was I was hype, honestly. But yeah, four and one in his first five starts. He got dubs over the Chargers, the Texans. The 14-point win over the Texans, to be clear. And that's a big one because Texans are fighting for playoff position. That's not like a end-of-the-season Texans threw their bench players out there. I mean, that's a legit win. Yeah, and a gritty win over the Raiders in Week 17, and they were actually fighting for the playoffs. I mean, they right. were there. It was a game that mattered. It was not just a throwaway garbage-time game. Yeah, they would have been 8-8 eight and eight had they won that game. So he did show a little bit of promise, 
and they have gone all in. Like you said, they got Judy. They drafted KJ Hamler, speedster out of Penn State. I didn't even think about Cortland Sutton when I was doing my prep, but they. I forgot about Hamler. I. That's from save so many weapons we can't even account for them all. I know they are absolutely loaded, and their defense was tenth in points against last year. Vic Fangio. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Vic Fangio. If you don't remember, he was the defensive coordinator. The Bears double doink season, the first one with Khalil Mack. He was brought to that team to be like a Kyle Shanahan, but on the defensive side of things. So they're going to be stout again. They still have Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. They brought in Jarrell Casey, who is pissed off after Tennessee let him go. That's a great defensive line. I just don't see how you can't be bullish on this team. I hate using that word, but I hate to say it. Colin's right. This team has some potential. I'm not. I agree. I'm not saying MVP for Locke. Yeah, but there's a chance this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch and. They could be sitting at like six and two, six and three, or something halfway through the season. And a lot of people are looking around going, Do we want to run into Denver in the playoffs? Like, no. I think there's a legit chance that happens. Yeah. And even with Flacco just playing horribly, they were competitive in a lot of those games. Yeah. There were some close games, some one score games that they should have won and didn't. Exactly. And a little bit of that falls on Fanny Pack Fangio, but they should be better I this mean, year. And I expect he'll be better. Gig for him, so. Yeah, he should be better. If he can keep the uh, ill-advised remarks to himself oh, and he's still coaching. But yeah, yeah. stay away from Jackson that. He needs too. to. Yeah. They, yeah. All right. Not uh, that under one. the Raiders here. Yeah. No comment on any of that. Raiders at seven and a half. What have you got here? I think we're going to be on the same page. Okay. So if we take the over on all three of the other teams, we There's have no to way. take yeah. the under on the Oakland Raiders. They won yep. seven games last year. The win total is 7.5. And I don't think they did enough this offseason to improve in a division where every other team is improving and the Chiefs are still coming off the Super Chiefs. Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. When Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota are your quarterback options in this division, who's just going to be pacing down the field, you have no chance, zero chance. They did nothing yep. on the defensive side of things to slow that down. I want to hear they, what you They have. made some decent pickups, but nothing crazy. I mean, nothing eye-popping or any big names that make you think you know no Jadavion Clownies or anyone like that. linebacker yeah yeah they picked up a couple solid linebackers but there was nothing that is going to dramatically change the makeup of their team like adding a Khalil Mack ironically or someone like that would but I'm with you and I kind of feel the same way about their offense I think last year they just didn't have enough. Derek Carr's not good enough to go win with Tyrell Williams and a bunch of people that, I mean, Waller for the and most Renfro part, you've never heard of. Renfro was good and Waller was solid too, but that's just not enough in this division. And I like what they did. You know, I like Ruggs. I don't love him. First round pick for him is a lot, but it's a solid speedy wide receiver. You bring in Witten, who I don't think no. he's going to put up big numbers, but he's a nice locker room presence. And then you also bring in Aguilar, who might drop half the passes he's thrown, I'm, but at the same time, I'm not even entertaining weapon. anything positive about Witten, Aguilar, or Jeff Heath. They brought him it's in as well. Options. He's probably going to start. 
Yeah, th- I think it's we got to talk about their least. rookies. Really, you think the rookies are going to be more impactful? I mean, Rugs will be on the field a lot. Lynn Bowden, yeah. the Kentucky guy, like he's supposed yeah. to be a little Swiss Army knife, and then Brian Edwards in the third round. He's he's really big, kind of like Williams. I'm not really concerned about Aguilar at all. I mean, we've I think we know. What I'm not he sure is. any of those guys are ready enough right now in their first year to be massive contributors. I think the we'll ceiling see. on rugs is decent, but at the same time, I think the floor is pretty darn low and there's a chance rugs might not be ready and might not hardly get any first team reps, but I, I don't know. No I mean, there's way they took him so early. He's going to be a starter. It's the Raiders, man. At one time they took Darius Hayward Bay with like the fourth pick and look at that. That was Al that Davis. Out. That was different, I know, but still, I the Raiders, I don't trust at all. I'm taking the under just because the schedule here, I mentioned it earlier, first seven games they play, they have to go against the Saints, the Patriots, the Bills, Tampa Bay, and Cleveland. The only easy game in there is week one against Carolina. I mean, there, there's a chance they start one and yeah. six, oh, and there's God. no coming back from that. No. Like, I think best case scenario, they get swept by the Chiefs and then they split with the Chargers and the Broncos. And that still is two and four with the rest of your schedule being incredibly tough. So I just don't see any way the Raiders get to eight wins. Just not in this division, maybe in a different division, sure, but just not this year. Yeah, and like I said, you need an offense and a quarterback that's going to push the ball down the field. Derek Carr was 30th in intended air yards per attempt last season. The two guys behind him were Jimmy G and Breeze, but those teams are built on a run game and solid defense. Well, and they won a lot of games. They they had the luxury of not like having to throw too. the ball deep down the field all the time and take those chances. But yeah, who knows? Maybe having rugs there and some of those speedy guys will let Carr open it up a little bit more. But like we're saying, there's just no Check way this down team Charlie. gets to eight wins. Yeah, there's no way they get to eight wins. No. You got anything else on this division here? No, I'm just I'm hyped about who's going to be good between the Chargers and Broncos. I think they're going to put up some competitive games against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that division is going to be fun to watch and kind of see how it unravels outside of the Chiefs, because with those three teams, it really could go anyway. I mean, they could all be sitting there right around eight and eight. There's no telling. Okay, before we finish up here with the little NBA update, had a few more guys opting out, need to touch on the bubble. Just want to let you know we're actually doing fantasy next week for our one-year anniversary of podcasts. Might reminisce a little at the top, but then we're going to be back with fantasy, and then the next two weeks we'll be back with more division previews and then a fantasy mailbag into July to get you fully geared up for your fantasy season. Here we go. Okay, so we've gotten some more news since our last episode on the NBA bubble. We've got a couple more guys opting out, some more nets out of the picture. Yeah, some of them understandable, like Bradley Beal, for example. He's got rotator cuff problems. He's been debating on whether or not he needs surgery. He kind of decided it's best for his health to sit it out, not do And Dang, just got a notification. Nets just lost Torrey and Prince also. They're going to have no one on their team. Summer League. Yeah, so the Nets have now lost, sorry, just completely flipped gears here. No, but that's on cue. 
Nets lost Torian Prince. They lost DeAndre Jordan already. Now they've lost Dinwiddie. I mean, Kyrie and KD are out also. That Wilson team's in Chandler. trouble. Yeah, Wilson Chandler also. I mean, they're, what is that, like their seven best players? Levert. Uh, Levert, Levert is going to have to put Allen. up 50 a game. Jared Allen's going to have to just unleash the three ball or something don't crazy. Don't do his thing. If they even want to put up more than 90 a game. That's just bonkers, yeah, man. Wow. Nets are in trouble. Uh, Oladipo, that's another big name. He's out for Indiana. That one I understand. He had just recently come back from injury when he wasn't playing the league, well either. Right. When the league took the hiatus and uh, he's just kind of decided he's going to travel with the team, but just keep rehabbing and not risk messing anything up and setting himself back for next season. And honestly, right decision. Indiana's not going to do anything in the East this year. Might as well get healthy and strong as can be for next season because him and Brogdon together and healthy for a full season with the Pacers could be darn good in the East. Yeah, the Depot one definitely makes sense, especially with how long his layoff was. Cannot yeah. blame him. Beal could totally play. He just doesn't want to get hurt. I mean, but why would he play? I, yeah, like with the Wizards, the Wizards have no well with what happened to that. John Wall. This does make sense for Washington management. Say, all right, it let's does, not but... start another season without an All Star. Yeah, that is fair. But I also kind of look at it this way now with the Nets. I was going to say the Wizards had no chance at the eight seed, but to be honest, I don't think the Nets are going to win a game in the bubble. The Wizards <laughs> actually could have got within uh, four yeah. of them and potentially played for the eight seed. Now, granted, you get the eight seed and then you go get swept by the Bucks. But yeah, I, it's... They really need to... Well, with how good the West is, I was going to say they need to just make the first round a best of five so I don't have to watch this crap. Just do it with the East. Let the West play seven. I mean, that's not fair. The Bucks would have like the longest layoff in playoff history. They should make some clause or something for the first round where if you get down 3-0, it's an automatic sweep. You don't even play a fourth game. But then you lose the TV money from not having the fourth game. And like well, you were saying, the Bucks get a longer rest and yada, yada. It, it's just risky because the Grizzlies or the Pelicans actually have a chance to win a playoff game i think if they get in and if they somehow won the first two out of three against the lakers you know how mad everybody would be no lebron okay. the rest of the way wait wait what do you mean what do you mean no lebron oh they, they, they got would have knocked to get out 3-0. it's risky now, if okay so the if the pelicans it. or the grizzlies were to get up 3-0 it's no a, it was, it's the, not gonna happen yeah 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 Whatever. Best of five. If okay, they won yeah. a best of five, it would just ruin it for a lot of NBA fans. Oh, I agree. I, I'm just saying, not necessarily make it best of five, but like in a seven game series in the first round, if a team goes up 3 0, it's like a 21 point skunk in 2K, you just call it. Yeah. I just hope that whoever's in charge of like the media schedule puts the Bucks versus the Nets, Wizards, or Magic. Well, Nets or <laughs> Wizards as the first game every single time they're on TV because nobody's yeah, going to. Please don't watch make that. that a primetime game. Yeah, people will literally just be watching that to see if the massive cover that they took for the Bucks is going to hit. Like that's the only reason people will be tuning in. Yeah, I gotta say I was surprised to see Dinwiddie opt out. I guess two straight really COVID tests. I just thought he would want to play because he's going to have to forfeit some of his money now. 
and he we all know how big he is into finance and everything yeah the guy wants his check so that one did shock me a little bit okay that's fair one other thing before we go here did you see what lou dort said about roberson and i know you did i don't know why i even asked that but you kind of want to just give us the recap here of this quote that he had or the meaning behind it what exactly he said well you're gonna have to correct me because i don't have it in front of me but he said andre roberson looks good he's ready to go which is essentially something we've been wondering for over a year hadn't played all season long I don't know why we haven't heard or seen anything if he is ready to go. I don't it's get like that. It's like a Brenus situation kind of all over again, just kind of like wondering. But way worse. I mean, th- yeah. this one's injury-related, and he was starting. I mean, he was considered by a lot of people one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Granted, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with his jump shot, but he was a very valuable defender. Yeah, I'm just kind of over it. Honestly, I hope that Roberson can put it together wherever he ends up next. If he continues yeah, to play basketball, I'm cool with Lou Dort taking the two spot yes. and just moving forward. Hundred percent. Roberson, ten mil a year, not playing. Yeah, I'll, I'll I can't be, be over too cool it. on injuries, but like, I just don't know what's going on with that one, and it's a super weird deal. And I won't be over it till his money is off the books, and that will be next year. But what if, man? What if Roberson came back and he was the X factor for the Thunder? And sure. That's the thing. They've been keeping him on hold until he can hit threes and just keeping him like in isolation so nobody knows and can prepare for it. Then they bring Roberson back and he's pulling up from gym range, just going crazy. That would be wild. If he can shoot like 35% from three when he comes back. I'd take that. Hell 30. yeah. He's, he's going to the Rockets immediately next season. <laughs> I guarantee that you Daryl Morey signs him. Daryl Morey signs him this offseason. Wouldn't surprise me. He can play center there. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the NBA here? Any other players we missed or anything crazy? No, I got some thoughts on Harvard, though. You're going to charge yeah. kids 50 grand for online classes. That is BS. Did you see that? Well, I mean... Is that like what their normal tuition price is? Yes. Well, uh, what are you all gonna... the other schools keeping their tuition the same? I don't know. But so Harvard should give people a discount because of coronavirus, but no, other colleges you, shouldn't. You pay top dollar to go to Harvard. If you pay you, top dollar for that pay. degree, also, you I feel pay like half to... of the weight isn't what you learn, but the piece of paper that says Harvard on it. You pay to be around other brilliant bright minds and whenever you're sitting in your parents basement or wherever you are not getting the same experience you cannot charge for that all like the clubs extracurriculars that is so important to their culture any college culture i think it's a joke that is fair i think it's okay i can get behind that yeah i mean i did some looking one time at my tuition fees at osu and he charged a squirrel fee and stuff like that for the squirrels they put on campus and like all kinds of random crap and so (laughs) that is a good point i wonder how that'll be sorted out when obviously i'm not on campus to make the most of my squirrel fee so do i get it back Keep still no water joke. clean. It's a real thing. Heck yeah, baby. Heck yeah. All right. Well, any other closing thoughts here? No. I'm I'm ready for fantasy next week. All right. Next week, we will be back with the one-year anniversary and a little fantasy for you. 
see you then. Peace.